Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Book of the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. For today, we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from March the 17th, 1990. And we're midway through March. I'm sitting here with Doc and not Hard Body Harper. Harper has Wildcat business this week. In podcast time, you're listening to this after the big Wildcat BTT meetup. In real time... This is the few days before the big Wildcat meetup. So Harper's tending to some Wildcat business and he sent his regrets. He said, I hate to miss two weeks in a row, Brad, but, you know, I can't make it. So, all right. No problem. Doc, how are you? I hate you. Of course you do. What's new? You're the not. I understand why your wrestling career was a failure. <laughs> okay. I mean, what are you getting at here? So I was going to come on and talk about how great the show was and how we all had fun and nobody got arrested and all this. And you blow the cover before I can even get it out. Well, I mean, I think most of the people know who listen to us know these things are recorded a week ahead of time to, uh, you know, for continuity purposes and just in case something happens. Because it has happened before where we were like, oh, damn, we got to record something. Uh, we're going to miss and we're going to be a few days late and so that the show comes out as scheduled each and every week because we don't miss. You know, we haven't missed and, and never for that matter. So I hate to break the news to you, Doc, but hey, I was just saying that. So anyway. Yeah, I'm the new I, I'm Aaron Rodgers, man. I want to trade. <laughs> Where you could get traded to, man. Conrad. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sure. Trade, what if what if we traded me for Bruce? That would be an improvement. Really? For yeah. who? <laughs> for Conrad. Actually, I'm I'm I have not listened to a Bruce show in years. So I have no, Does that show even still come out? I really don't yeah. know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have no idea. None. Well, Bruce is a Bruce is a character though. He's Bruce is Bruce is the one guy that's worse than you. In that, at least when I used to listen, oh, gee, thanks. He was he was entertaining at times, but it was just so funny. Like, I always felt like, and I think it was confirmed when he got rehired by WWE. But I, for me, when I listened to him, I never thought I was getting the truth. I got nuggets of the truth, but I always felt like. Eh, he's putting his own spin on it. You know what? He was trying to be entertaining, so I don't blame him. But yeah, he 
I think he lies more than you do. Well, here's here's something that wasn't a lie. I was at the Wildcat show, but since none of you know what I look like, nobody knows who I am. That's not true, and we both know that. So continue, please. Why do you say that? I'm the good-looking guy in a mask. <laughs> All right. Well, while you're wasting time, special shout-out to our largest page contributors monthly, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Mike Childry, Joe Ice. Thank you for your generous patronage each and every month. And I don't have any new Patreon shoutouts this week, so if Harper was here, he would say, what the hell? Get on it, guys. So there you go, tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Remember, a couple of weeks back, we released a clash. We also released a pay-per-view. We also did the Briscoes, you know, a match that they had, Fight on the Farm. Lots of stuff up on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. So check it out and sign up now, and we thank you. Doc. What kind of flips and dives you got? You always got something. I know that I would imagine that most people have an opinion one way or the other on this next topic I want to talk about. Okay. But man, I got a feeling that the WWE left money on the table with Zack Ryder. You can't help yourself talking about this modern stuff, huh? Well, we talk a lot about how these guys can't get over because, the you know, the, the company won't let them. But he's a guy who got over with nobody's help. He went viral on, on social media with that shit. Yeah, and he got punished for it. <laughs> right. But my point is, he is a guy who knows how to get over. And he's done it. A, I mean, he's done it a few times now. I, I mean, I haven't watched him wrestle in a number of years, but I did. What's that got to do with shit? Well, I was just going to say, I don't know anything he's done in the last few years, but I will tell you this much. When I went to the one and only WrestleMania I went to that was in Dallas, I think it was 30 or whatever number it was. I don't know, 32. I can't remember. That one, um, Zack Ryder was in that ladder match for the Intercontinental title. And he got, in my opinion, the loudest ovation and pop of the night winning that title only to have them take it from him the very next night. I can tell and you this. He was, he was over. Like when they, when he won that title that night, man, he was over. My two kids, one of which is five years old, knows every word to Hosky. Well, good job. <laughs> What's your point? Good job. I made my point. Oh, it doesn't sound like you're, it doesn't sound like you're being, uh, sincere um so how much money would it take not enough no how I'm much money doing. would you have to have in the envelope <laughs> for you to take the pizza cutter by a meth head i've i've said this before i did some dumb stuff on the indies but never, never that dumb, like deathmatch dumb, light tubes type stupidity. So that ain't my thing, bro. You couldn't pay me enough. I'm just Here's not. The... I'm just not for giving my body to somebody 
that's gonna do crazy that's, stuff. That's really the that's the bigger question. Because you're allowing it to happen. Right. That's the bigger question is you're in a you're in a potential scenario with a guy who um looked at David Arquette sputtering blood out of his jugular and went, eh, oh well. Any uh, that ain't, uh, ain't no. I mean, if no, I was, David there's Arquette, no amount. I don't want to do I, it. I'm not that desperate for cash. I ain't trying to say nothing, but if I was David Arquette, I'd use some of that Hollywood money to get a hitman. <laughs> okay. I mean, seriously, he tried to kill that boy. Uh, not my thing. We've had this. It's discussion not my thing either. So here's the people who are all on the same side of this issue: Jim Cornette, me. You and believe it or not, Eric Bischoff, who this week on his show proclaimed it not his thing either. It's just not entertaining. Like it's there's not. nothing entertaining. And that's what about he said. It. There's just nothing there that is entertaining. And I agree. Standing there while somebody swings a light tube at you and you inhale whatever chemicals goes into that is not my idea of a good time. Conrad is like, I'm a member of the MDK and Bischoff waited a second and went, okay. He had no <laughs> idea what it was. Look. I got nothing against that dude and how he puts food on his table, but that crap is not for me. And I, I know I'll have somebody email the show and say, yeah, well, y'all, y'all like DCW. Man, those are two different things. Don't get me Dude. wrong. ECW mm. was 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 violent, but it was more uh, more controlled for the most part. I'm not gonna say they never took it too and far. And I didn't like the I didn't like matches where New Jack just comes down with a shopping cart full of crap. That wasn't my deal either. Well, and if we're gonna talk about stupidity, I mean, I think New Jack, rest in peace. We did the R.I.P. on him, but him, what he did to that kid, you know, Eric Coolis or whatever. I think that was trash, but I, for by and large, you know, I was in my twenties when that was a thing. ECW and the the music, and you get caught up in it, and still to this day, it doesn't hold up as well as I think many other things do. But that wasn't death match. That was just everything was hardcore, which here's I get the why I'm, the old timers back then didn't like it. I but get here's it. where I think I'll catch points with everybody. Nick Gage ain't going to do that to Brock Lesnar. He did it to David Arquette because he knew he could get away with it. Yeah, it just... Do that shit to somebody who will stretch your ass. Well, I mean, Arquette wanted to be in that kind of match. That's the thing. He wanted his street well, cred or whatever. I, just because he's an idiot doesn't mean he deserves to die. There's just some stuff. Like I, I, like I told you, you said, what amount of money? There is no amount of money. I, when you get in a wrestling ring, you're giving your body to someone else, okay? I'm not giving my body to someone else so that they can swing a light tube at me or any other instrument with sharp objects coming out of it. Trust me, it hurts hard enough. It hurts bad enough to get hurt with a, a metal crutch or a wooden crutch or a metal chair. That stuff's bad enough across the back. I'm not freaking giving my head to somebody so they can blast me with a light tube. It ain't happening. I, it's just, that's just stupid. And some people will say, well, 
taking an unprotected chair shot is stupid too. Yes, it was. I was 20 years old and it was very dumb. <laughs> I've grown up and realized that now. Did, how much money at Wildcat this weekend to let me do that? It's not enough. I'm not taking it. I, unpro- I, I would protect you, dude. Yeah, okay. First off, swinging a chair is a lot harder than you think it is. So I don't even think you could swing it hard enough, but that's a whole other story. Point being, that deathmatch stuff is stupid. It sucks. It's not entertaining. It's for the birds. Next topic. Now, no, no, no. What kind of safeguards are, do you think are in place to keep Jericho from getting shot on? Oh, I don't know. Is that what's what's happening with him? I, I speak out of pure ignorance. That fool, they brought that fool out on AEW. Well, I knew that much because... He's fighting he, Jericho. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> Not. I mean, I don't... What do you want me to... I don't care. By, <laughs> Jericho's laying there bleeding out from a pizza cutter cut <laughs> while the crowd sings Judas. Good you time. know what you know that old saying, I don't care enough to care? There you go. Well, my point is, Zack Ryder had those people hot. He can elicit a reaction. He can get interest. And they're, they're, I see that the, a guy that has those kinds of skills as a potential uh, ability to draw money somehow. Yeah, I I'll, I'll let the people email you on that one. <laughs> woo woo woo, you know it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, that that that's a catchy thing for kids. I get why kids like that. I do. It's it's catchy. Bro, yeah. Let me tell you. Let me tell you this. You say I, but my job at parenting. Let me give you this little nugget. I didn't even tell you this. So last week, we, you can get a little flavor of menace and Doc offline here, everybody. So over at the mansion this weekend at the Doc Radisson, we were uh Wow. Just biting <laughs> off a of Conrad. That's nice. Hey, hey, stealing is a two way street. <laughs> Doc the Doc Radisson. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> More like the Doc Roof Inn or <laughs> continue please. Um, we cleaned out the garage, the eight car garage. Okay. And, and do you ever tell the truth? I mean, is there ever a time when you are truthful? No, there okay. isn't. Let me answer okay. that for the people. The, the, the four car garage. <laughs> Still lying. Um, and there was a, a, a length of chain in there. I don't even, you know, you collect shit over the years. And the boy, Latrell, puts it around his neck, and my five-year-old daughter looks at me and goes, look, he's the junkyard dog. (laughs) Because they saw that on Treasures? Most wanted Treasures? raising them right. (laughs) Okay. He's the junkyard dog. There you go. And I don't Uh, mean the real junkyard dog, Norvell Austin. I mean that other imposter, Sylvester Ritter. Right. There you go. Hey, Insulting the the dog. One la- one last thing before we get going here. Um and I'd have been much happier to read five star reviews right here, but since we didn't have any, this is what you get. What's well, not um, true? We got one on Podcast Attic, but go ahead. Well you can read that in a minute. Because I think um when this comes out, last week was a very important milestone in the wrestling business. Uh do you want to wish Tommy Rich a happy sixty <laughs> fifth 
birthday. Greatest NWA world champion of all time. <laughs> Happy birthday, Tommy Rich. Greatest champion of all time. Greatest. I bet the guys in the Facebook group, which I haven't been in much lately, were cranking off to him that day, for sure. How come I never knew that fake it till you make it meant you had to swallow a load? Okay. Well, on that note, we're going to go into these five-star reviews. We've only got one this week. And remember, as a reminder, if you use Apple Podcasts or iTunes, you can leave a review there and we'll read it on air. Or... If you uh, are an Android user and use Podcast Attic, you can leave a review on there as well. So this week we've got one on Podcast Attic. It comes from Timmer FTL. That's T-I-M-M-E-R-F-T-L. And Timmer says, not the most politically correct podcast, but should it be? Calling it like it should be, this trio constantly cracks me up with their observations on old school wrestling. Great show and a weekly listen. Uh, thank you, sir. We appreciate that. I'm not sure who Timmer is, either on, either on Facebook or Twitter, but uh, thank you for the five-star review. We greatly appreciate it. You know what I'm saying, Doc? And you again, trick, you got Well, you got to trick the algorithms into you know getting getting the plays because we're not out there paying for this. I will say this, um, and yes, what Doc is referring to, if you when you leave five-star reviews. It messes somehow with the Apple algorithms. Your It actually improves your uh, podcast rating, which is re- very weird. So literally, you don't even have to get X amount of downloads. You can just get a lot of ratings, and, and it'll, it'll bump you up. But I wanted to tell you something. We haven't had this discussion recently. So um, I don't know what's been happening within the last month. But in the last month, we've seen, uh, even since I last told you about uh, the approximate download numbers, We've seen a another bump recently. Like so, in the last month, we're getting. Are you talking getting, about a bump like cocaine? In the last month, we've seen a considerable amount of more downloads. So I want to thank everybody out there who's listening, new people who are coming aboard and finding us. Thank you. We appreciate it, and we are, we are kind of you know not politically correct. Although I don't think we're too bad. We just call it like it is. And when you're reviewing old school wrestling. And they do some of the things they do. You can't avoid it. You got to talk about it. So there's that. But I thank all the new people out there who are listening to us. And uh, hey, become a patron. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. All right, Doc. Uh, do we? What you got before we get into March 17th, 1990? Well, where's Harper? We needed him for this tonight. Well, is he at home trying to figure out how to whip out the ether rag for for the people i tell you what man this is airing after the fact but if he doesn't pull out an ether rag the btt click army at the wildcat show might just riot because they're getting tired of saying it and a few weeks ago when i had been on the facebook page a lot there were a lot of a lot of calls for ether of course, so, why not? It's great. So, again, they might riot if the ether isn't brought out on somebody. They should tear up the high, tear up the school. I mean, it's in Metairie. It'd probably be hard to tell if it's torn up already or not, but <laughs> probably. probably. I would imagine Metairie is a 
I mean, you don't like that place at all, do you? It's all right. I mean, it's it seemed a lot different when I was younger. It's I mean, it's so congested there now. I Well, I got to warn everybody tonight. I don't have just a ton of notes on this show we're about to do. This one might be this might be an abbreviated entry into the uh, catalog, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, we got a we almost got about 20 minutes of flips and dives in because, you know, that's what you do. Not best, but worse. So, yeah, anyway. but at least we had a show today you, Drew, at work. You were like, and what if we just skipped a week? Do we really have to keep it go- the streak alive? I've never said that, but let me tell you something. With as busy as life has been lately, I have almost considered we won't skip a week, but when we get to clashes and pay-per-views, Drawing them out. That's, that's what we do that week and not the main show. So the only way you get a show that week is if you're a patron. Oh, that's dirty. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> See, that's, 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 that's his idea, and he's turning it down. That's his idea. You're changing the contract that we have with the people, and I don't like that. I, I fight for the I fight for the common man, the little person, the person that has nobody else in their life to help them. And God knows we got a bunch of those. We're gonna get off this show. He's going to say, I'm glad I came up with that idea. <laughs> well, I may change my mind at a different later point, but right now my initial reaction is that doesn't smell right to me. This milk doesn't smell fresh. Yeah. All right. Do you want to get started on uh, Saturday night? Hey, remember when the pandemic was alive and we all said, oh, when, the, when it's over, we're going to really take stock of this time. And, and not be so busy and really and take time to smell the roses and shit. No, I don't. Oh, broads were saying yeah. that. Sure. They say anything. All right, let's get going. We're going to talk March 17th, 1990 again. And uh, not again, but uh, we'll talk March 17th, 1990. NWA Saturday Night on TBS. And the show starts. Uh, well, I got to share my screen, don't I, Doc? Whatever. <laughs> Uh, while I'm pulling it up, you say you didn't take a You've ton of notes. You've been on my ass since this started, so I don't give a shit what you do. Okay. <laughs> He's salty. So the show opens up. We've we're got a, a replay here of Corny in the Midnight injuring Pillman's throat from last week. Uh, we're still at the Jaffa Mosque in Altoona, PA. Uh, JR says Doom will be in a ghetto street fight today. And then JR tells Corny that, Corny, you're despicable. And Corny says, thank you, JR. That's what you'd expect. Anything from the opening, Doc, with the replay or Corny <laughs> talking to JR? Hey, when can we when can we have some wrestling from the first Baptist church? What are you talking about? This mosque thing don't work for me, brother. Whatever. <laughs> so we keep moving. No, no, no. We Give get... me one minute and 28 seconds and see if you know what happens. One minute and 28 seconds. Am I supposed to play audio from this or something? Or? You can if you want. Oh, God. I'm scared to play it. I didn't it's take not, a note. It's, so it's let's see. You said 128, huh? I Here got you, brother. We now possess those belts, and Flying Brian got what he had coming to him. And Z Man, if he misses. 
is with us again. It's going to get more of the same. We'll talk more about that later on. I want to take another look at it. I liked it so nice. I want to watch it twice. I also had the chance to talk to those two kids, and they've got something oh. to say. I found out what you knew about his throat. Yeah, you had a chance to talk to one of them because the other one can't talk. He ain't going to be doing no talking. Okay. Not with me in a minute. All right. I had a note that at 128, somebody threw something at Corny, but I couldn't see it. It was down Yeah, low. it does. It flies by real quick. Watch, okay. watch the left. You'll see it again. Watch it. Keep looking. Yeah. You saw that? It flew yeah. by? Yeah, it goes, it goes beyond it, behind him and uh, to the left of the screen. Uh, yeah. Somebody threw some trash, man. <laughs> That's real classy. Uh, we, of course. We keep moving, and we go to the first match here this week, and we got Eddie Gilbert versus Jacko Victory. The only note that I had from this match is the ring attendant takes Eddie's coat, but forgets to take Eddie's jacket. Um, and Eddie's like, "What the hell?" Can you run that back to Jack Victory's entrance? Sure. Jack Victory's walking down the aisle like a beaten man. He knows this is shit. Watch him. Look at him. Yeah, the energy is just. Either he just woke up from a soma nap, or he's realized that even at this point, ser- Secret Service is sounding good. The best part about their gimmick is Lord Littlebrook, what the the little strut he does and whatnot. I, hey, hey, Doc, you're not. Have you ever been to Mardi Gras, New Orleans? Uh, no. That sounds awful. Jack. Victory's Jack Victory and Rip Morgan's attire, you know, their ring, where what they wear to the ring. I, I, I know what whatever. the word attire means, shithead. Those things look like something that someone on a Mardi Gras float would be wearing. It's the best way I can describe it, which is fine for Mardi Gras, but not for wrestling. If it was authentic, it'd be hot, wouldn't it? Sure. He's like, well. Here it is. Gilbert gives, I said coat. Gilbert, <laughs> did you see that? <laughs> so the ring attendant, look, look. Gilbert yeah. gives him his coat, but he's got his sunglasses on still. That's funny. And he gives him his his coat, and the guy just walks off, and he's about to give him the glass, and he's like, his glasses, and he's like, what the hell, dude? You left my glasses? <laughs> it's like, now what do it's I do? funny. Yeah. So he's like, uh, what do I do? So he just kind of throws him to the side. Then he bucket, throws him on the ground. Nice. That's right. That's nice. That was that was my main note from this, because while I like these two guys, they just... You know what I mean, Doc? Um, or did you have a lot reason, from it? For some reason in this match, um, I made a note is... Doug Furness still here? Oh, I don't know why. I didn't. I didn't. I'd have to look at the results. I don't know. Why are you asking that? Like, what? What? What did you? I'm seeing him in a couple of weeks, and he seems like one of those kind of guys that just floats around. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're. You, I'm, I'm like, are you asking because you saw him in the crowd? Like, what? Why? Where are you getting that from? I see what you're saying. No, he's still around. He's gonna. Okay, I don't know if he's... When you say still here, I think you need to define what you mean by that. 
Is he going to be here on a weekly, consistent basis? In the promotion. Okay, he does make frequent appearances, but it's not like he's not a weekly person. Okay. All right. Um. The the thing I liked the only thing I liked about this match is at least the little fella did something for a change. He interfered, and it's like finally. No, he's interfered before. Oh, I fast forward when they're out there, so I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck I'm talking about. Um, I I just find that if you say shit forcefully enough, at least half the people will believe you. Uh, you're being conservative there. It's more than half, and there he goes. He kicks Eddie on the ground. It is a lot more than half. You know, like my feeling on this match, though, as I watch it, it's two guys that I I like that are good, and un- the unfortunate part is Jack Victory has been farted around with so much by these different gimmicks that he's been treated like a nine-year-old boy at a catholic priest convention okay it it just he's he's had so many damn gimmicks and we can't even talk about the times he's been under a a mask as well at like clash or something that's why we need harper he would have liked that joke oh it's fine uh, but you know i'm i'm whatever Email uh, docturner at gmail.com if you've got a complaint about that, not me. I miss Hartford, that's all. Well, I mean, you get, to, you, you get to do the show only with me, but I have to do the show only with you, and that doesn't seem fair. <laughs> Jack Victory, unfortunately, has just been treated like crap in his promotion since he came in in 88. Uh, and, yeah, that's, that's uh, not to sound like the broken record, but there it is. Look at this mess up on this on this move these two do. <laughs> I, don't know. I thought it was because his knee was hurt. No, I think Eddie was supposed to like. I think Jack was supposed to jump higher, and Eddie was supposed to like you know, crotch him with his knee, and well, Jack didn't jump, so Eddie Eddie just sold his knee. Okay, they go a while though. To me, this just screamed, and it's okay, but it was just this is a a, a decent house show match. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It was exactly that. And again, you got two guys, in my opinion, they're professionals. They know what they're doing. You just, the Eddie's the baby face, but you can't cheer. Nobody's really, you don't have a, you don't have a solid heel. Not as a, a person who can wrestle, just as a, a character. There's nothing, there's no emotional investment in Jack Victory whatsoever. They don't care. In my, that's just for me. But we keep the show moving, Doc, and um, we're going to go to a promo from the Rock and Roll Express followed by the Freebirds. And let's go to that right now. I don't have a ton of notes from it, but here it is. Hey, Garvin. You know, Rick, it seems like there's two birds right here. I'm talking about the Freebirds. They're a little bit upset because of what happened. The Rock and Roll Express defeated them right there on nationwide TV. That's right, Robert. But you know, they come out here talking about Bad Street and everything else. I don't know what kind of area you're going through, Michael Hayes or Jimmy Garvin. You come out with makeup on your eyes, brother. Each and all in his own fame, brother. Do what you want to, but leave us alone. You had nitpicked at us long enough. You try to whoop me with a belt. You DDT'd us. What else is next, brother? I guess they got us back against the wall, Robert. So come on, boys, because we're going to come out fighting. You know, them two punks really make me sick, P.S. They're really starting to get under my skin. You know, they're imitators, and you're poor imitators at that. 
You're not even good duplicators when you're trying to become the originators, the greatest rock and roll band of all time, the greatest tag team of all time. Now, last week is going to be the last time that you're going to come and bother us. You understand? If we have to do it like he said, they may not show it on TV, but every place we find you will whoop you and whoop you and whoop you. The following. Doc, you know, my note here is, and I think I said this last week, I can't remember. These rock and roll promos sure do remind me a lot of Smoky Mountain. Boy, they sure do. And they're, they're, they couldn't be bothered to change clothes from last week. <laughs> in, in that, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I thought Michael Hayes just gave a sneaky good promo. I am he amazed. Said, he said, we're going to whoop them, and they may not show it on TV, is a great advertisement that you better buy a ticket to see it live. You know, I hate to give you credit, but that's a good point. And I didn't catch that when I watched it the first time, but that time I was like, ooh. Because the thing I was thinking is, is doing that is, yeah, it wasn't flashy, but but these four guys are good enough workers if they have to. Um to make this entertaining yeah and it's hard to they, it wasn't like they were going to top what happened last week right that just wasn't gonna happen i mean you you no matter what you do that just ain't happening so we keep moving and we go to the rock and roll express versus hacksaw higgins and ned brady uh the rock and roll are going to hit the drop kick and beat higgins and brady which i mean you'd expect doc thoughts on this one <laughs> I don't have any timestamps, but my note is is that Corny was especially on fire during this match. He was just letting everybody have it, especially the rock and roll, which you would expect. That's the one thing about him on commentary, man. He he, no one is safe unless you're his guys. Hell, he might talk about Stan and pray Nate in half the county. Well, I mean. <laughs> What was it? What was the one back in the studio when they were? At, uh, he was at the home for Wayward. Yes. <laughs> what was it? Wayward? What? I forgot. Unwed mothers or something. Yeah. Or, or no, now we got a bunch of unwed mothers. It. Yeah. It, <laughs> Cafe corny. Man, they, they would just let it. They they didn't care back then, man. It was that's what was awesome about it. So yeah, uh, we're gonna get the uh, double double drop kick from the rock and roll. All and right, then, so we need we need to talk about this. I'm gonna play it without the audio. So um, it's the Sting coloring contest. If you've got the video version of this, you'll see it. All right, so I'm gonna hit play, Doc. Go ahead and say what you gotta say about it. So they got this contest where you can print out. I guess, Mitch, how do you? you I guess you get this sheet of paper out of the magazine or some shit because you couldn't just no, you didn't have I mean shit if you didn't have a VCR or cable back then a printer you could have you look at a printer and go what's this is this a rocket ship but you color some interesting so it's a coloring contest it's not even a drawing contest which seems a little bit insulting to the people but just color this picture and shut up like you would your kids (laughs) and you send it in to and that's another story here who who are you sending it to i want you to read that out loud Uh, i will i want you to look at this first or second example they show of sting colored and it looks like 
a lime green looking thing that literally his face and body are painted lime it green. It looks like some sort of artist rendering of like a human torch. I bet that's what that was. Yeah, there you go. I'll, I can live with that. Yeah, you're, you're coloring content. One look look at that. Across his face. <laughs> what is that one? Look at this Nazi, one. Nazi sting. <laughs> what do you call what? What do you call this example? Nothing. Uh, okay. Kabuki sting. Hulk sting. Okay, so the grand prize, as you see on the video version, is you get a trip for four. Boy, there's too <laughs> many. There's first of all, they've. Somebody went to grammar school, and that's the problem with this. They spelled out – you're supposed to spell out the words, right? The numbers, you're supposed to spell them if it's under a certain number. Yeah. So they spell out four, one, and three, but that, and ten, but that's extra reading for the for the wrestling fan, which is probably <laughs> a heavy tax to levy upon them. So it you're, says – You're dirty. <laughs> well – a trip for four, which there's your tongue twister, a trip for four to one of three NWA events, which seems super, you know, what can they just say to a an NWA event and you get a 10 speed bike. The other thing is that I found interesting is they were super Nazi grammar Nazis about spelling out the numbers, but then they turned around and capitalized every single word in that sentence. Even the A. Even the A, the for, the of, all the little words got capital, the capital treatment as well. Um, so it's a coloring contest for some free wrestling tickets and a 10-speed bike. Um, my thought, and this is why we needed Harper here, is if you're young enough to be in a coloring contest, are you old enough to ride a 10-speed bike? Well, that's a good question. I mean, and I'm, I guess a, I'm a little yeah. confused because a trip for four to one of three NWA events and a 10-speed bike goes to the grand prize winner. But then it says the runner-ups will also get a 10-speed bike. So I guess the runner-up, it says nine runner Yeah, so nine runner-ups also get a 10-speed bike. They and, were drawing 1500 in Michigan. They should have just brought them all to Michigan and let them <laughs> be in the crowd. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> so I could just see Harper calling bullshit on all this, being like, look, I want a mongoose. I want a BMX. I've never seen that magazine before, which doesn't say a lot. I wasn't watching wrestling in 1990. So you got to go to a show to get this sheet of paper to color or you got to have their magazine good luck finding that i mean shit yeah we didn't have i don't remember wrestling wrap up in my on any newsstand time saver wherever you got like the pwis back in the day or inside wrestling i don't remember wrestling wrap up at all um and that's that's the magazine that it's in it also says pick up entry forms at arenas where nwa events are held or and here comes the or. I'm letting it play. Mm. Send a self-addressed stamp envelope to Sting Coloring Contest Rules Integrated Marketing Group. Ooh. P.O. Box Integrated Marketing Group. P.O. Box 739 Marietta, Georgia 30301. So uh, send you a self- been a more bullshit name for something than the Integrated Marketing Group? 
So uh, our friend over in the UK, hype man Luke Jennings, who's a uh, BTT patron. Hey, Luke, I know you sent a, I forget what it was back a few months ago, sending a note to Techwood Drive, but send this one too to uh, Sting Coloring Contest Rules in the P.O. Box 739 Marietta, Georgia, and see if you can get a reply to that as well. There is an integrated marketing group in Orange, California. They got two. They got a three-star review. I doubt that's them. Um, Marietta, Georgia. Marietta, Georgia doesn't say marketing to me. Anyway, if, hype man, if you're going to do that, color a picture of Sting and make sure you include <laughs> that. Get you a 10-speed out of this thing, man. <laughs> Shit, send, and then while you're at it, send one to Billy Corgan and say, hey, I want in on this. This is insane. So I you just know don't what understand. I mean, my nine-year-old wouldn't sit down and color a picture of Sting, but he could write a 10-speed. My five-year-old can't write a 10-speed, but would color a picture of anything. Yeah, it's mix-matched. It doesn't make sense. The, the, the prizes, or not the prizes, but the way to get the tickets in the bike are to color, but but if you're saying it right, you're, in your opinion, most kids that would want to color and color well, they aren't old enough or big enough to ride a 10-speed. There is an integrated marketing group in Alpharetta, Georgia. That's probably it. They don't have a website. And I can't even see... Oh... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that they have a website or a phone number. Well, maybe they have like a Facebook page. That's no way to conduct business. I'm sorry. I'm just telling you, that's what people do. Okay. That or like Instagram or something. Who knows? But that's funny, though, that you found something in Alpharetta, Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> Got to so, send the old self-addressed stamped envelope. And we've talked about it a million times. If you listen to Bischoff or many of the old promoters or wrestlers what they would do with all those self-addressed stamped envelopes well that address yours would go into uh into a file and uh, when they needed to send out stuff for marketing purposes or catalogs guess who got a catalog well here's the thing what if you live in i don't know bend oregon are they going to fly you to one of these events or do you got to get there on your own i mean are we paying trans on top of the tickets or it doesn't say. So right, that could be a tells problem. Me the answer is no. So those tickets, unless you live in one of those towns, is just useless. Yeah, because you're right. I mean, it's not like they're going to... I mean, they're, they're going a lot of they're places. They're going places, but... There are a lot of places they aren't going to. Mm-hmm. The deadline for requesting an entry form and a copy of the rules and regulations is April 16th, 1990. So uh, don't miss out, guys. Get so on your it five-year-old is sitting there going, um, I want to review, have my lawyer review the rules before I call her. All entries must be received no later than April 30th, 1990. So get on it. You're a 12 and, then, and under. No purchase necessary. Yeah, because they're going to send you all kind of books and stuff. You're going to end up buying something anyway. Contests open to all residents of the continental U.S. being 12 years of age or less. Some restrictions apply. So Alaska and Hawaii, nah, bruh. <laughs> you, you ain't getting in on this action. Canada can snack a dick, too. That's nice. What? That's, I mean, come on. All right. 
All Any other deep. thoughts on the Sting coloring contest? I, I'm less than impressed with this outing of this contest. Let's go now to the, the midnight. Well, here's the thing. At the same time, MTV is saying, we'll, we'll let you go with Van Halen for a weekend. <laughs> yeah, and you these assholes a little bit are older. just dropping you a damn 10-speed and saying, come to the show that's poorly attended already. By the way, if you're a new patron or you somehow missed it and you're, and you're an existing patron, go check out our review of the MTV weekend with Van Halen, I think is what it was called great show that we did over a year ago now maybe or we're getting close to a year it feels like anyway good stuff uh tinyurl.com slash patreon btt they had some contests i think it was in like 89 with anthrax where anthrax like came to your house and like completely tore it up there's like a yeah there's like that and then you got a sting coloring book contest right how about how about sting comes over and like cleans up my room and like hangs out with me and we play basketball in the driveway Nah, Brian. But you get a ten speed that you can't ride. I got a ten speed. What I what I need is somebody to help me clean my room. I got my toys everywhere. Well, on that note, we'll go now to the Midnight Express. They've got a promo to cut. Here it is. Everyone here will agree that last week's situation involving Flying Brian and the Z-Man was totally uncalled for. We're going to take a look in just a few moments at the closing moments of that situation. It was a tragedy, wasn't it? It was a real tragedy. They showed news film of plane crashes and car crashes. They showed news film of boats hitting icebergs. So let's show what happened when Flying Brian hit his iceberg. Last week, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go back to the match for the United States Tag Team Championship. Here's what happened to Flying Brian. I really just wanted to play that because to watch Stan Lane and for our video folks to be able to just see Stan Lane looking glorious and he's got that chest to cheated grin and Doc, do you agree? I mean, that's the best part of that. It wasn't like Corny said anything as they threw. Well, I just want to know what it would take for you to kiss a wrestling belt like Corny did. Okay, I'm not kissing after what we saw from that page scenario years <laughs> yeah. ago. Um. I wouldn't, I don't know if I want to touch a wrestling belt at this point in my life. <laughs> you don't want to, <laughs> you're saying you'll drop the strap. Okay. Do you remember, <laughs> we talked about that on the show when it happened, when those pictures were released with the, with the goo on the belt. Yeah. I, 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 remember. <laughs> I remember, I remember Xavier Woods tagging in too. Jesus Lord. (laughs) The worst thing that could have ever happened to wrestlers is the internet and smartphones and the ability to not only smartphones, but the ability to record in 1080p from your smartphone. We get on here and act high and mighty with our morals and principles, but the golden age of a sport we love in all honesty, if if there were smartphones around, what percentage of the locker room in the eighties would be in jail? It's not just that. There would not the business where we're at now at wrestling would have happened in way back in our childhood. We were just lucky, Doc, in to in being born when we were born. I get it, but I'm talking about rooting for people that did heinous, heinous things. 
Well, no, that's what I'm saying. The business wouldn't have even been what it was because of smartphones. If you'd have had all of that in the 80s, it wouldn't have been what you see it in the 80s. It's just, it would not have been. If you could throw that technology into 1980, we wouldn't even have that. It wouldn't have been what it was. It was, it, it's, it would not exist. We wouldn't have all this stuff to watch and talk about. We wouldn't have even watched it because it would, it just wouldn't, that, the, the wrestling business was formed from carnies. So it's, you can't carny anymore because of smartphones. Nobody knows how to do it in this era. There are a few people who cut good promos still, but it's just not what it was. And you, would, you wouldn't have had the characters because everybody would have saw through it. Like we legitimately looked at Kamala and were scared to death. But if we would have knew Kamala was just a guy named James Harris, you know, a old country, country boy from, from Mississippi, I mean, it would have lost the mystique. And we would have known that because of smartphones. So you can't even... You can't even say, can you imagine? Because I don't even know if anybody can imagine what it would look like. It just wouldn't exist in that form. Anyway. Does that make sense? I can't believe those people disrespected the title like that. (laughs) I mean, look, that's the thing. You know, everybody was outraged over the goo on the belt with Paige, but Let's be real. Some of these guys that held these tag titles back in the day, you better believe that wasn't the first time when there was goo from Paige's belt. <laughs> that wasn't the first time that there was a, a load on a belt. Come on. And now Corby's and you know over, I'm not Corby's over there making out with it. I'm just, I mean, serious. Stan Lane. Was a world NWA world tag title holder <laughs> I and know a U.S. tag title holder. Shoot a rope on a belt. Did he make that face? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I just did that shit. Yep. <laughs> Grow up. What's wrong with you? And for anybody who's getting mad at this discussion, here's the for, thing. You don't, then you don't understand how the world used to work, and you probably don't understand how it works today. Well, people we've got filthy, proof. People filthy. are filthy. People are filthy in general. And back then, you could be filthy and get away with it. And again, we wouldn't Party. even be talking about this if a wrestler wouldn't have put his load on a belt. So I'm just, I'm just saying. And you know back then, they were filthier than anything that's happened in the last 15 years. As Stan sits there with that uh, grin on his face. All right, let me hit play because we're going to go. They show the replay of of Z-Man and Pillman and what happened with Pillman's last week with his throat injury. And now we're go- I got some thoughts, and this is why I want to play this. Let's go now to Cornette's going to say something, and then they're going to throw to Z-Man and Pillman. I really think it was a sickening situation, ladies and gentlemen, and I had the chance not too long after the match to catch up with Flying Brian and Z-Man, and here's what they had to say about this situation. I think you'll find this most interesting. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you see again what happened in the United States Tag Team Championship matchup involving the champions, Flying Brian and the Z-Man, and Jim Cornette's Midnight Express. Now, taking aside the fact that they tried to break your partner's neck, another thing I know that has to be considered very painful to you guys is the fact that Cornette and his men stole your belts. Yeah, they really did. You know, we went into the eight-man tournament. There were seven other great teams. We played by the rules. That's the way we like to do it. And they left Altoona, Pennsylvania with the belts and my partner with an injured neck. I'll tell you something. The NWA has fined Jim Cornette $1,000 a day every day that they keep those championship belts. And Cornette has almost become like a wrestler in his mind by getting involved. You know some Jim Ross? That's where he's totally wrong. He's gotten himself involved. Cornette, you step in the ring. That's where great athletes are. You're no athlete. You're in no shape. You've got a terrible shape, Cornette. You tried to take my partner, Flying Brian's, livelihood away. And I'm taking that real personal, Cornette. The next time you step in our business, it's going to be a totally different story. I guarantee you. I'll tell you, I, I will agree with you. Brian, I know you're still having a little effect uh, from, that, from that neck injury. What are your thoughts at this time about the Midnight Express? Well, Jim, as we just saw right there in a few fleeting seconds, they stole the match. They stole the belts. They tried to steal a piece of my anatomy, my neck. Well, let me tell you something, Midnight Express. There's something you'll never, ever be able to steal. That's our pride. That's our determination. That's our willingness to pay the price to be champions. So you get yourself ready, because Z-Man and Flying Brian are coming at you. And I'm sure you feel the same way. If Jim Cornette gets in the ring again, if he puts himself into a real man's position, how are you going to treat him? Well, we all know Jim Cornette's a shell of a man. He's got no business stepping inside the squared circle where professional athletes take their duties. So, Cornette, you want to step inside the ring, you better look out because we're willing to dish out more than you're willing to take. Fans, it is a very, very physical situation, and we'll talk more about it in the hour. So, I, Doc, I know why they injured... Pillman's throat it's because Pillman literally had a legitimately had you know the the vocal cord issue or whatever and I think I've next heard time Cornette, they need to get Zink's throat though well and that's what I was going to say I know why they targeted Zillman's you know Pillman's throat because of the the throat issues that he had through the years and like they were weaving that real life story into this but I literally put in my notes they injured the wrong guy's throat they should have done Z-Man so he wouldn't have had to talk well, my thing is, is if this attack was so bad, why are they standing there? I can't answer that. It was airtight, brother. I mean, what do you want me to say? I like that you know? belt that Corny's holding right there, though. Well, do you have any th other thoughts on Z-Man and Pillman, or can I go to Corny's promo? I like those belts right there. All right, let me go to I the mean, Corny's I hope uh, he promo. doesn't kiss it again, but... Jesus. Let's go to Cornet now. <laughs> That's what Flying Brian looked like after the Midnight Express got finished with him. The Midnight Express is back in rightful possession of their property. The U.S. Tag Team Championship belts, and we're going to remain the United States Tag Team Champions for a long time to come, regardless of who says different. Because, you see, when we got in that match, I realized that the referee, he was going to do the same thing to us that he did in the U.S. Tag Team title tournament. And that was favor Flying Brian and favor the Z-Man and rip us off. So what we did, we decided to take matters into our own hands. We weren't going to get ripped off anymore. It's been too long since these belts have been around the waist of the Midnight Express. And we decided right then and there something was going to be done about it. So what we did was, Flying Brian, we taught you the lesson of your stinking life, you punk. You have never yet been beaten, been stomped, and been kicked by experts, but now you have the Midnight Express. And I hope that lesson sunk in. And Z-Man, 
We got a lesson just like that for you if you try to come after these. Because the Midnight are the U.S. Tag Team Champions. We're the possessors of the belts. And if you ever try to get back in the ring with us, if you ever try to come after these belts, then we're going to teach you the lesson of your lives, punk, and this time we're going to make it stick. So a lot of people better recognize the fact that the Midnight Express are back, we're bigger, and we're better than ever, and Flying Brian and Z-Man, like I said. <laughs> oh, these things are yeah. so nice. If you ever try to come after these things again, then we're going to give it to you worse. We're going to give it to you double. Your future, boys, is looking very, very dim. And of course, he kissed the bottom of the belt, which is, you know, right part of the closer belt to the junk. Now you got me focusing on corny kissing belts. I, what do you have from this? Hard to have anything else when that's happening. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, great. We turned this segment into uh, talking Somebody about. Somebody asked cool corny for... about this on the drive-through. <laughs> Uh, I haven't heard a lot of uh, questions lately on that on the show. I know he he's done some reviews. I I usually fast forward to just the questions, but I don't know. I feel like they're not getting as many questions in lately. But maybe it's just me. Maybe they're talking about them and I'm missing them. But whatever. Because there was something I I asked for the people to send out a while back, and I can't even remember what the question was on the drive through. But anyway, all right, Doc. We keep moving. Jim Ross throws us to a clip from about a month ago. When the Andersons attacked the Steiners, I believe this was from the February 17th, 1990 episode of Saturday Night and when the Andersons left the Steiners laying. Then JR throws to a replay of the Andersons and Steiners from Wrestle War 90 when the Andersons tried to break Scott's arm after his uh, uh, after the match. And then we go to one more clip of Arn versus Scott. And I think that clip came from main event, uh, the NWA main event show. You have anything from any of these replays? We've seen two of the three of these numerous times already, uh, but they were, you know, they're trying to tell the story of the feud between these two teams. Did you have anything? Is this all repeats? All of it was repeats except for, and I'm going to try to fast forward to it because that's Russell War right there. All of it was repeats except for the this main event clip. I don't I feel like we didn't see that main event clip that we're seeing here where Arn is wrestling Scott and he's yeah, that's new. Scott's arm. If we saw it, I just don't remember, but yeah. That's the only thing that's new. Did you have anything from that? Scott Steiner talks like the heel from like an 80s jock heel from a, a movie. That's exactly what he sounds like. But he's still a babyface. It's not... I can't explain it because most people that would talk like that, you would think to yourself, oh, what a prick, what a schmuck. But it he doesn't... I don't know. He doesn't come across that way even though he talks like that. Is, this where, else? is this where Oli cuts a promo? So it's going to come... Right after this clip, we're going to go to a promo from Oli. I think it's... um. The Steiner brothers first, and then it's Ole and Arn follow. And that's what we're going to see. That's what I think you were thinking of. Okay. So how about I go to that now? Here's I think that you should. I think, well, I think you should. And just so you know, uh, the Arn got DQ'd in that match with Scott. You know, it was just, again, they're just building more heat. Let's go to the promo now with the Steiners followed by uh, Ole. Hey, Anderson and Anderson. 
And the only way you guys think you can get out of this mess is to try to hurt my brother. Well, I've hurt my brother a bunch of times. And it ain't gonna stop him. Only in our heart, you know, everybody has dreams and everybody has goals. And everybody takes a different route to reach those goals. You guys want to be world tag team champions, so you hurt my arm. Ric Flair, you want to remain world champion, so you and Anderson's jump Sting, put him out of wrestling. Well, Sting was our friend, and you guys are going to pay. You know, Steiner's people say that you can tell if you're talking and just making a lot of noise by looking in somebody's eyes. Well, get that camera in close and take a look at my eyes. Because I'm going to tell you this, you've been lucky so far. But someday, I don't know, tomorrow, the next day, next week, next month, the end is going to come. We're working on that arm and we're going to continue until we get those tag team belts. You can make book on it. Steiners, those belts belong to us. You know, Corny, somewhere down the line, the horsemen are going to pay for trying to maim somebody. The horseman trademark is pick out a part of the body and totally destroy it. Totally render it useless. And that's what they've been doing to their opponents and so far it's been most successful. I see no reason why it'll change. The horsemen are still going to dominate wrestling. Fans, that is Jim Cornette's opinion. It will be settled in the ring the next time the Steiners meet the Andersons. And we'll be back with a ghetto street fight next on TBS. Ole can say nothing like he did right there. Well, I mean, I guess he said something where he's like, you know, I'll, we're going to break your arm and get that belt back. So, like, it wasn't anything, you know, ooh, my God, what a promo. But he's such a prick. It just works no matter what he says. What did you What did you have? Same thing, really. I mean, he looks straight in the – some guys look at the camera. He looks into the camera. And there's a difference. Looks through it, looks yep. at the person's soul on the other side. And just, and then does something with it once he's got in there, which is, look how serious I am, see? In in fairness, Arn Anderson is the same exact oh, way. Oh, 100%. Same exact way. That's what made both of them work. Doc, I, I got a feeling you got nothing else, so we're going to keep moving from, from that promo. Teddy it was Vaughan. fine. We go now, I've got some thoughts on this. We go now to Doom versus Paul Drake and William Bell. This is a ghetto street fight. But before we get to that, yeah, ghetto street fight. I got some thoughts. Teddy Long has his boxing headgear on again and gloves and he's dancing and he's having fun. It's actually, the to me, the best part of this whole thing because, I, again, I have no clue why Doom needs to have a ghetto street fight with these two guys. But Teddy is comical. Let me throw to you and see. Oh, let me just ask. What the hell are they doing having a ghetto street fight with these guys? A ghetto street fight is like kind of a special stipulation. Well, that's because they're going to have one with the Road Warriors. So they're showing you what it's about. No. No. Hard pass. They're being, they're being racist? No, it just doesn't make sense. Oh. Like, no, nah, you know, I think a okay, ghetto street fight. Back I think about of, seven to eight seconds. All right. You talking about Ron Simmons beating the hell out of this poor sap? First of all, he does. Like a, uh, Ron Simmons is rough, but look, as they go down, look at that front row as they go down. Right about here. All those old uh, people? How many of those old people were calling those two ends? Uh, They were calling Ron one, maybe not the other guy. Gotcha. Ron. They didn't, he didn't even... He didn't even qualify, but I guarantee you that was done. Maybe not to him, 
<laughs> okay. Ron Simmons is beating the piss out of this dude. Ron, Ron Simmons Reed now. was, hey, look, I don't care if the stipulation's stupid. Ron Simmons brought his A game to this match. He, and then let Teddy get some in. He, Ron Simmons whipped William Bell's he, my exact ass note on the was, outside. Ron was vicious at the beginning. He was destroyed. Now, at this point, he's not, and Teddy barely hits him when he punches him, but whatever. At the beginning, when Ron dumped William Bell to the outside, he beat the piss out of him. He was laying it in to him like 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 William Bell stole something from him. It was it was pretty pretty vicious. But anyway, uh, what else you got from this thing? There's nothing fancy. They just beat on him. How did this match end? Um, that's a good question. I didn't know. Oh, there it is. They do the finisher. Look, hold on. Well, that's the first thing they do. All right. So they're in the ring here and look at Teddy. He's practicing. He's punching Paul Drake now with these weak looking punches and he's mixing it up like he's Sugar Ray Long uppercut. Paul Drake sold it. And then they hit their finisher on Paul Drake that you keep thinking is the. Look, it's the Road Warriors finish. Yeah. We talked about that a bunch of times. That's how they finish it. Why is the ref counting if there? Why would there be a DQ and a ghetto? No, street? no, no, no. There, no, no, no. See what we saw. We we were watching the replay. So they hit the finisher first, and then Teddy does the thing with the boxing. Here's the finisher. What do you mean? Why would the ref be counting? You still you still can count somebody in a ghetto street fight. It just means you can really? use whatever you want. Yeah. You sound sure of that. I haven't seen the rules for this ghetto fight. Well, they didn't Did, really talk about them, but didn't I'm just the didn't the gangsters have one of those? I mean, when I think of ghetto street fight, I think of Butcher Eat and Junkyard Dog. But didn't they have one in Smokey? Where there's that promo where they're standing outside finding shit to use? Like D-Lo's throwing shit in the background? Yeah, and Gibson and Morton were finding stuff too. Was that... I guess that was... I don't remember if it was called a ghetto didn't street Gibson fight. Didn't Gibson and though. Morton go out to their pickup and find some shit in the back? Yeah, it was comical. <laughs> Harper, I remember it because he was like dying laughing during it. He's just, we couldn't contain ourselves. Ghetto street fight. Let's continue. We're going to go to Doom, and they're going to cut a promo. This is after they won their ghetto street fight against William Bell and Paul Drake. Set your VCR for that one, folks. Well, I know your guys are tough, but those guys are not like the Road Warriors. You know that, don't you? Hey, don't come telling me nothing about the Road Warriors. I've got the Soul Brothers Doom right here to take care of the Road Warriors. And what you just saw me do, Jim Ross, is what I'm going to do to that little Paul Ellering. Whoop! Just like that, it's going to be all over. Now, Mr. Ron Simmons to you wants to say something, buddy. But what it was, was a minor example of what's going to happen. You don't come in our back door, in our backyard, and try to tell us how to run our show. We are the streets. We are from the streets. We don't take the highways where all the left, all the light poles, all the lighted streets. We take the alleys. And you know what? We rule the street. Testify, baby. And you talk about those guys that don't like the real warriors. Well, let me tell you one other thing, Jim Ross. Since you stand up here running your mouth, I want you to take this home with you. The Roadrunners are not the caliber of doom either. So, baby, we're going to take you to the streets. 
anywhere, anytime. And I just hope it's soon. Very soon. Of the alley. We are the streets. And one thing I got to say right now, Jim Ross, is I have been nominated president of the Free Jane Brown campaign. So let's free Jane Brown and we're going to beat him out of jail. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be back with Lex Luger live right after this. Teddy Long is ridiculous, and, and I couldn't stop laughing during the whole thing. Why don't if you, you wonder, tell us what uh, Teddy called Paul Ellering? Yes, if you're wondering what Teddy Long said, he called Ellering the F word for someone who is gay, and they bleeped it out. That wasn't me. That was TBS. TBS said, nah, brah, and bleeped it out. And Jim Ross was not happy with Teddy Long at all. But Teddy's going to free James Brown for us, so I guess all is well with Well. Him. That was probably heat back then. I mean, OJ hadn't gone on his craziness yet, for so New Jack had that. That was his version. Uh, yeah, I guess. But how goofy was Teddy right there? All with the, the way. And, and, and what's funny is, if you watch him at the very beginning of it, he's not blown up, but he's huffing and puffing. Yeah. When he's doing the little boxing thing and he's moving his feet. It's it's comical. Put on some it, boxing gloves sometime and try to jump around for a couple of minutes. Oh no, man! It's it's not easy. Just just stand in front of a mirror or in front of a wall that, and that hold one, that your one right there. That last um, live event hurt my feelings. Why? What did it say? I didn't even see it. Ric Flair and Norman. Oh yeah. Jeez. Um. Just hold your hands up to your face like you're protecting yourself from getting punched. And I never have to worry just, about getting just punched. Just stand there and see how long you can hold your hands up without even moving. Guarantee it's not as easy as it looks. Wrestling headgear is heat too, man. Buddy Roberts used it well. Buddy Roberts was great with it where he used it to to hold his wig on after his, you know, <laughs> freebird hair cream had been put on his head and he was balded. And it was it was so great because I remember when Lance and I were covering that year of it, Buddy had the headgear on for months longer than his hair would have ever taken to grow back. And in our minds, I remember as a kid, it felt like it went on forever, but it really did. <laughs> so it was kind of funny when you when you go back and watch it, he still got the headgear on months later. And you're like, dude, your hair grew back. Why are you... It, but but you know you don't think about it. Your hair's your hair's grows your hair grows back generally pretty quick if you shave it bald. But uh, buddy kept wearing the headgear and it got major heat. So yes, it's got a history of it. All right, Doc. So we'll keep moving now, and we're gonna go to Lex Luger now, and uh, let's go to his promo. He's uh he's with Jim Ross. Ladies and gentlemen, the World Championship Wrestling. I'd like to introduce to you at home and these great fans here in the state of Pennsylvania, the number one contender for the heavyweight championship of the world and the reigning United States heavyweight champion, the total package, Lex Luger. And ladies and gentlemen, I have said it. There he is, the man, in my opinion, that will be the next world's heavyweight champion. I've said it before, I'll say it again. I gotta think you got Flair's number. You know, Jim Ross, there's a lot of excitement in the air in Antuna, PA. And you know what? When they're excited, that gets me excited. That makes me want to clothesline somebody. That makes me want to press slam somebody. And his name is Ric Flair. 
they're excited. They're not excited about Lex Luger. They're excited because they see an end of an era. The end of this era is the end of Ric Flair's dominance of this sport. Now, Ric Flair has had a long reign as world's heavyweight champion. But it is just a matter, I don't say weeks, I don't say months, I'm talking days before there's a new boy, a new man in this sport, and nature boy, this time, when you go up in the rack, when you stare at those lights, either your spine's gonna snap, or you're gonna give up one or the other, but either way, that makes me the new world heavyweight champion. And that's not a threat, that's a promise. Slick Rick. He's guaranteeing it. He will be, in my opinion, the next world's champion. And we're gonna go now back up to Gary Capetta. I mean, Lure didn't say anything like spectacular, but man, the people are into him and it, they're loving it. I mean, that's good that they did that promo in front of the crowd like that. Cause they're they were into it, man. You can hear the ovation for him. What'd you think? Um, I thought that that was. I was surprised and noticed the crowd reaction as well. Um, I liked the line he had about um, snapping his spine or giving up. I mean, that's a that's quite a quandary to be in. Yeah. I thought he was decent there. I thought he was you know above average. Well, and you can't deny the reaction from the crowd. That's the other part that I thought was undeniable but we'll, well keep they don't moving. have anybody anymore <laughs> we'll keep moving we got tommy rich versus rip morgan uh tommy rich <laughs> tommy rich Happy cheated in birthday <laughs> to tommy rich cheated and kicked lord littlebrook in the nads and then he took littlebrook's cane and hit morgan with it and Bruh, that's just Morgan. That's just he fired up to fight off the cheaters. Is that Somebody what happened? Said something about the fire up, and he fired up. I, I I went ahead and just fast forwarded to it. Here it comes. This is the finish. He's got Morgan. Morgan missed the move, so he's kind of rocking and rolling, and he hits Morgan with an elbow. And I thought it came quicker than this, but I guess it didn't. But Tommy Rich. Yeah, he there it is. Awful. Lord Littlebrook. So okay. Does Tommy anybody Rich, does anybody the do their finisher worse than Tommy Rich? It looked bad. And then Littlebrook doesn't hit Tommy Rich hard enough at all. So Rich chases Littlebrook. And here comes Morgan, who misses him with the stick, and then Rich grabs the stick. DQ. It's ripping the throat. The ref is distracted, and Tommy Rich is going to pin Morgan. <laughs> it's not that bad. You would see that all around. Sure. Hey, greatest NWA world champion of all time. I'm not looking at fans. They're, they they're slapping him. his hand. and Yeah, he's wonderful, man. This Everybody guy's awesome. Everybody remembers that five days of glory back in 1981. This guy's fantastic. Greatest champion of all time. Hey, he didn't just win the world title. He took it off. Took it. Off a of Harley race. Right. Greatest world champion ever. Better than any of them. Better than even your favorite, Rick. Right? I got you. We'll keep moving. We go to a Sting promo that's like 20 seconds, and he doesn't say anything. And I know Doc, 
He doesn't even howl. Doc doesn't have anything from it, so we're going to keep moving. Uh, Sting with the glasses. It's just not doing it, man. I don't feel empathy here. We then go to a tag match. The Wild Samoans versus Ranger Ross and Robbie Idol. My notes, the Samoans win. Doc, what did you have from that one? Robbie Idol got an entrance, bro. I guess you can call it that. It was more of a Ranger Ross entrance, but whatever. Okay. Then I started fast. I started fast forwarding it right after that. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh boy. Well, the Samoans are uh, pretty dominant here, which is what you would expect. There it is. They pin them. They pin Idol, not Ross, but whatever. Got to protect the cha- Got to protect the uh, star in that. What did you, following that tag team match with the Samoans winning, Flair and Woman cut like a 30-second promo. Do you have notes from this? It was the same promo from last week. Exactly. It wasn't the same. At least I didn't think it was the same, but it was very, very quick. So then we go to Kevin Sullivan and Cactus Jack, followed by Mike Rotunda and Norman, who put us to sleep. But the visual of these two is quite ridiculous, so I feel a need to play it. Here it is. TBS and World Championship Wrestling, everyone, the TV main What? To tell you how I feel about this, I didn't even take notes on it. It's, the visual is ridiculous. If we're going to replay shit and throw shit at me, I'm going to stop taking notes. The visual, again, is ridiculous. Patreon members, you got to look at part two of the video version of this. That way you can see this. Again, it's Kevin and Cactus followed by Rotunda and Norman. Here it is. Event is next, but right now let's hear from the competitors. Mike Rotunda, my old dear friend, what has happened to you? You went to the loony bin to get Norman. Mike Rotunda, you know what's gonna happen to you, Cactus Jack and myself? I gotta strap you and Norman to the tree of woe. Mike Rotunda, you made a big mistake. You got the turning disease. The earwig has crawled into your brain, and you're going to turn, and you're going to turn, and you're going to turn, Mike Rotunda, just like Norman until you drop. I've waited a long time, Captain Mike. You see, you are the fault of the demise of the Varsity Club. Yes, you, Mike Rotunda, on your almighty horse, because you have a sheepskin hanging somewhere. Well, I'm going to have a skin hanging somewhere. And it's the skin of you and Norman. And I'm going to tack it to Cactus Jack's burn. Because, Captain Mike, this man is my type of man. <laughs> okay, I needed to stop it because Sullivan was good. I like how he blames Rotunda on it. You know, he's using things that actually happen. Blames Rotunda for the, for the fall of the varsity club. So I thought Sullivan was kind of sneaky good there. But I got to keep going because of this visual. This is... this. Let me hit play and we'll talk to it. No, we'll hold, on, hold on, hold on. Leave that there for a second. Is there anything else that is, says the Jim Hurd era more than... I mean, if you put this in the ding, a screenshot of the ding-dongs coming down the aisle at that clash, the mere fact that Mike Rotunda didn't throw that hat off and go, this is some fucking bullshit, halfway through the promo, <laughs> look at Norman's fat face over there. He looks like he's taking a shit in his pants. <laughs> I. This is when I said... I'm done. 
with this episode. So I don't know that I know what happens <laughs> after this promo because this pissed me off. <laughs> Again, it's not the promo. It's just a visual of Captain Mike and Norman. We really need Harper for this. Well, this isn't going away, so he'll be back for for another one of these. Let me hit play, and we'll finish off the rest of this promo. Here it is. feels so good to be standing next to Norman <laughs> instead of you, Kevin Sullivan, you no-good troll. And Cactus Jack, you've gone way overboard, and now it's time to pay the price. Norman and I are out here to talk to the kids also. We want to tell the kids they can be captain of their own ship. You kids, no drugs, stay in school, and go by the rules. And that's what we're doing tonight. And we're going to show you what it what it's all about when we take Sullivan and Cactus Jack and throw them overboard. <laughs> I'd like to throw Kevin Sullivan overboard and Cactus Jack. You know something? I don't care to throw you overboard. I'd rather keep your mongrel head and, and hair <laughs> on board and scrub up the deck with it. Maybe Swab the deck. Yeah. yeah. You rotten look. Tell him, Norman. He looks kind of like Festus Hagen off old Gunsmoke, doesn't he? <laughs> it's been a long time coming, Sullivan. You took me the wrong way, and now it's time for myself and Norman to go on the right path, my friend. And we're going sailing, starting with you. Doc, thoughts? Somebody needs to explain to Jim Hurd that it might be a good idea to explain to us why Mike Rotunda has suddenly has a nautical flair to his character. I was told recently by a few listeners that Captain Mike was his idea. I don't give a shit. Somebody's got to explain why it's happening. <laughs> Norman. Ugh, that was I, terrible I, from Norman. Just pathetically bad. Just wait till he starts dressing up like a Ninja Turtle. Because you know, well, you don't know, but that's actually about to happen as well. Well, I got to tell you this. This show has a doesn't have much of a runway left anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, we're getting when to the Flair end, goes to is... the WWF, I'm out. Yeah, right. Um, this is the main event of this week's Saturday night. That's and we got Mike Rotunda main events everywhere. Mike Rotunda and Norman versus Kevin Sullivan and Cactus Jack. And to be honest, I hate to say that, but uh, I'm not sure what to say about this. But at one point, Cactus beats up one of Norman's bears and drops an elbow on the bear on the outside. Eventually, it turns into a four-way in the ring with all four guys fighting. Norman drop kicks Sullivan. The match ends when Norman throws Cactus over the top rope. Sullivan and Cactus actually win by DQ. The match actually wasn't terrible, and I feel like people are going to... Think I'm crazy for saying that, but the Norman stuff it kills anything he's involved in. When I say the match wasn't terrible, you got Cactus, Kevin Sullivan, and Rotunda in there, so you're gonna have you got three really good talents, and then you just got a stupid gimmick with Norman that just it's just throws just diarrhea all over everything that's happening. And that's my assessment. And did you really not watch this? Because if not, I'll leave it at that. I really didn't watch it, but I'm willing to sign off on your assessment. 
it's bad just because you've got talented people involved in this and look well and let me tell you this i ain't harper i don't like reviewing i don't like hitting the red light like we don't sit around and prepare for the show a lot but we take notes we do spend time on this and i don't like coming in i mean i watched this almost a week ago so i like to have notes on things even so that i can jog my memory so it takes a lot for me to to just go no fuck it Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh no I ain't Harper where it's like, oh, I, I guess I forgot to watch the, the stuff we're going to talk about. <laughs> well, Harper, it's Starcade 83. Don't you think you would have enjoyed that? Eh. <laughs> I don't think, I really don't think people realize it. I really don't think. How little <laughs> he watches? Well, no, it's not only that now. Two weeks ago, he said, I don't even take notes anymore. Yeah. I just watch it. I watch it right before we record. Like, I was like, wow. Being a Harper right now, I'd be worried. He he's he's seen. I think Harper's lost interest in this. Nah, he hasn't. He likes doing it. Call Crockett. Crockett takes notes too, man. He's 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 really good. He's diligent about that. But it's just, I mean, there's nothing. The term we use is like, there's nothing to sink your teeth into, and there's nothing. It's just stupid and again i feel bad for cactus and rotunda and sullivan because i, I hate they saying deserve, it like this but they deserve better they do deserve better i mean cactus is cactus look they the way they book cactus by ba- basically making him part of tag teams where he would lose and then he'd beat the guy up i think you know we talked about that was sullivan's idea or, or whatever or ross like that was brilliant because he got over and then he got over at the clash doing a job to Mil Moscaris, but he got over doing that because of that big bump he took. So like Cactus's booking has been not really good, but he's overcome it because he's because he's so talented and you know there's something there. Rotunda was great in the varsity club. This Captain Mike thing, eh, whatever, but you know, we know Rotunda's talented and we know what Sullivan brings. And then you got you just got Norman. It's like, why are we doing this? And we, and it's not just that doc. You know how sometimes in wrestling, they'll push a guy for a couple of weeks and you're like, Oh, this ain't working. We're bailing on it. They refuse to bail on this crap. That's the other part that that's, you just watch it and go, what the hell were we doing in 1990? And that's my final thoughts on this. <laughs> Cause I don't know what else to say, to be honest. All right. Um, Doc, the show closes with Corny and JR sharing a few words. Cornette promises that the midnight will be here live next week. And we'll have to see what happens on, on that note that they're going to be here live. All right. So we got to rate it, hand out some Rolexes and whatnot. Before we do so, I want to remind you, if you're not a patron, like I said earlier, please consider becoming one tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Get access to the recent clashes that we've done, pay-per-views, Fighter on the Farm with the Briscoes, and all that good stuff. Over 300-plus episodes are available. Plus, you oftentimes hear me talk about the video versions of these. You can get the video versions of these as well on Patreon. TinyURL.com slash BTT. Do it. Become a patron and help support your favorite 
Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. And then don't forget to use our Amazon Associates link at tinyurl.com slash Amazon. A great way to support the show without spending anything extra. If you're already spending money on Amazon, you can use that link and it helps support the show. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Appreciate you using it. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, side pieces, whatever you have in your life. Tell them to use it every time they shop on Amazon. Actually, like JBL Objective said a while back on Twitter, Put it in the browser for them to ensure they use it. You know, you got to do that sometimes with people. Doc, do you want to rate it? Well, I prefer my idea. What's that? Grab them by the butthole and show them how to do it. Doc, do you want to rate it or hand out the Rolex first? I don't care. This is putting me in a bad mood. So let's, why don't you rate it first? Just remind me that without Harper... We're getting done before we would normally start, <laughs> and that'll put me back in a good mood. Uh, so you just reminded yourself. So go ahead and rate it. Yeah, first, I don't man. need you. I, I guess I, I can cheer myself up. Uh, what are we? Which are we doing? Uh, I got lost. Rating. Rating. Uh, D. I'm mad. Yeah, but you're getting done early tonight because Harper couldn't make it because that, work. That's fine. It doesn't mean that I'm gonna skimp on my duties to rate this thing too many recaps filler bullshit and then more bullshit ross both they they split up the new zealand guys don't tell me they're not from new zealand they're from fucking new zealand (laughs) they split them up in singles matches with rich and gilbert then you got ranger ross out there then norman that's four different matches of just the ghetto street fight look this is hot ass garbage. Wow, a D. Have you have you ever given any? Have you ever given a show a D before? Like, have I you? I don't. I don't track all this. I just know that what I just watched was not good, and it's saving grace to keep it an F. Was that it was an hour and seven minutes without the commercials? Because most of the commercials were taken out. Okay, well, that's interesting. I'm not going to give it a D. I'll give it a C. It's still, look, it was an hour and seven minutes, so it's going to get, I'll actually bump it to a C plus. I'm not going to be as hard as you. I like wrestling, unlike you. I like wrestling, unlike you. You're a a soft touch. I like wrestling, unlike you. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Sorry, man. You got problems. I don't know what your problem is. It'll be over just a few minutes. (laughs) <laughs> once somebody does a run in with a steel chair and hits the tagline okay all right so we need a we rated it now we need to hand out the rolex now this is hard <laughs> i'm gonna give it to lex because i thought his promo was good i thought about giving it to all the fine upstanding professionals down at the integrated marketing group <laughs> for the sting coloring contest you could give it to stan and corny with the kiss well, and the belt well, i feel like corny doesn't need a rolex he might need a penicillin shot <laughs> unfortunately and, you might be on to something and i don't want to discourage i don't want to encourage bad behavior i don't want anybody to cancel anybody but i'm going to give it to teddy even though he used an unfortunate term, he's working hard. He was out there sweating. Yeah, his promo was good. I mean, I, I, I don't – he TBS at least thought enough back then to 
to bleep it out. But his promo was actually good. It just he used some inf- he used some very unfortunate terminology there. Bro, I'm gonna tell you this. We all said that word in 1990. Wow, Doc coming clean. Every person listening to this. Wow, Doc coming clean. I'm shocked. I didn't say we'd say it now. Because we've Doc grown as clean. People. Because we've grown as people. You're Together. right about that. Together. <laughs> as a community. That's very true. All you right. Know, the so, more we live, the more we have an opportunity to laugh and love. Of course. So before we get out of here uh, to take care of some business, um, what business is that? Oh, yeah. Check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Morata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us. Please support them. And then check out Mike Pru and JV on the Bottom Line cast that they do. Uh, it's a podcast on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then also, uh, there are ECW co-hosts as well. So there's that. And I haven't been mentioning it. i got to pull it up, Doc. i got to pull up Harper's information, you know, his uh, video shout-outs. Because I want him to get a get some more video shout-outs. Uh, you can, if you're interested in get your own video shout-out or life advice, relationship advice, or whatever it may be from Hardbody Hopper. First, email him, ChrisHopper16Wildcat with a K at gmail.com, and tell him what you want in your video shout-out, or if you want to insult a friend of yours, or whatever it may be. And then also PayPal him 20 bucks to CC30388CC at Yahoo.com. And Harper will put together a video for you. And uh, send it to you. And now, if you've ordered a video lately, uh, he did tell me that he's, you know, shoot job blues. And then, of course, he's busy with Wildcat these last couple of weeks. So he's getting around to getting them all done. But you will get it. So check the show notes if you want to know his email address again and his PayPal address. Doc, I don't think I have anything else. I am feeling very, very blessed right now by the fact of what time we're finishing tonight. Even though Hopper could not join us, I am feeling really, really, really good at this point. And I think you probably want to change your rating because of how good you're feeling. But do you have anything else before we get out of here? Okay, I'll change my rating. D (laughs) minus. Even better. Any other thoughts? I'm afraid we're down to only one thought left. Hit it. Book it, bitch. Bitch.